behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Oh. <laughs> Boy. Minnesota sports fans, AJ, Jason, divorce you here is Artist Woods. I, I want to do a little exercise before we get going today. Exercise? Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Right before Thanksgiving, how dare you? Yes, yes. Small exercise, but it's one that I feel like we all need today. I want everybody to just take a quick moment to breathe in. <sighs> breathe out. Again, breathe some in. some yoga or something. Breathe out. And one last time. Breathe in. Take a sip of my water, too. Breathe out. I feel like that. I don't think that helped at all. Needed, or at least for me, it helped a little (laughs) bit. That was needed for what we experienced, at least from the Vikings. We'll talk about other Minnesota sports teams in a moment. But that's needed for what the Vikings went through this weekend. I think we all feel roughly the same way about it. And we're going to get into it. But before we do, again, the voice you hear is Artist Woods. I'm here with my partners, AJ Fredrickson and Jason Stormer. Guys, how are you feeling today on this lovely lovely Tuesday right before Thanksgiving? By the way, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes. That's mm-hmm. coming up before we record again, right. so I want to get that out. But how are we feeling today, Phyllis? Uh, that's the silver lining for me is that it's Thanksgiving here pretty soon. It's the culmination of the cornucopias, and I'm always excited for that. Obviously thankful for everything that we have in our lives, but also I'm just ready to eat and then eat again later on the night. Leftover sandwich the next day. I'm so excited for that. And you know what? There is football to be watched um, on Thanksgiving as well. There is. Uh, including Vikings football, which mm-hmm. is always a plus. Even if the taste in our mouths right now is not very pleasant. Uh, what the Vikings served up uh, on uh, Sunday is definitely not something we would have on our Thanksgiving plates ourselves <laughs> for sure. It was, I, I'm, it was so bad. It was so bad, guys. AJ, what do you think? I think, I, we, need, I really, I think we need ugh. to first address the thirty-seven point elephant in the room. Yes, <sighs> we were all so wrong last oh week. Oh my gosh! Yes. so so wrong. And we admit that. Yes. I thought they were going to just trounce the Cowboys. Yeah. I, and I want to say, and this is part of the reason why we record the, these on Tuesday nights when everybody else is gone and we don't, you know, do these in the middle of the day before, you know, an, an everyday thing. That'd be fun. I still don't think the Cowboys are like that good. They're good. They're a very good team when they have every piece put together. But I like and, and they they were the better team by far on mm-hmm. Sunday. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I don't think they're that many points better than the Vikings. No way, bro. And that's yeah. hard. It's hard to say because the Vikings, like, they didn't even show up. Nope. They they didn't they they just didn't do anything. Their longest play of the day was a Dalvin Cook, I think, seventeen yard run mm-hmm. on their. Second drive, I yes. was arguably their first because the the first one got ended after three plays or whatever. Right, um, they, like they they didn't do anything. The the Cowboys absolutely slaughtered the Vikings. Yep, and it's good that it was that it, it wasn't at Jerry World. If that was at Jerry World. <laughs> we would have issues because because you'd be able to say, well, it's a tough environment. They were at home, yeah. coming off a win in overtime against the Bills. Yep, there's no excuse. 
they were out coached, they were outplayed, they they were out everything. Mm-hmm. Why was that? <laughs> what, I I don't understand why. I, I, it, it, I, because I, I heard post game <clears throat> stuff of like. Yeah, you know, they just outplayed us, and, you know, and I'm hearing, like, like Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, (laughs) Mike McCarthy outcoached Kevin O'Connell, you you know, his first-year coach and all that stuff. Why weren't you prepared? Uh, Why weren't you? And this is Um, is something I will never understand as a guy who just simply I'm not that athletic. Like, I (laughs) maybe more than, like, the average person. But nowhere near the level of a lot of these guys that are have even gotten close to Division One or uh, the NFL. But why weren't you prepared? I can't, I can't explain anything other than just when you play. Yeah. Sometimes seven. You, you sometimes your season maximum is is seventeen games now. Mm-hmm. That's seventeen Sundays or Thursday or whatever. That that's your job. Why are you not putting in the time to like prepare? Be ready. Yeah. The way I look at football is it is a very physical and complex game of chess. This counters this. This counters this, but that can't counter this and blah, blah, blah. Similar to, like, that's what I picked up at least, you know, over the years watching, and that that's how it should work. The Madden dev- developers don't get that. They just let one play beat everything. Um, right. <laughs> but in football, it's not this brute game. You have to have the mental capacity and the IQ to be better than your opponent as well. It's some sometimes the skill issue is something that teams can't help, and I think the Vikings are more than talented enough to compete with the Dallas Cowboys, given what the rosters look like on paper. But when you have that mixed with a lack of planning, from what it seems I'm hearing, why were they so out coached, so outplayed? Why were they so outmatched? You're not that bad. You're not that much worse than the Dallas Cowboys. They're not that much better than you. Why is it that you just came off the biggest win regular season, arguably in the in the history of the Vikings? Yes. Yeah. And then you put up that stinker. You don't even show up to, yep. to the game. Yep. You didn't even show up. Yep. Why? To me, this just reeks of something we addressed on the program last week. Emotional letdown. Yeah. Um, to an extent that, I mean, it's not necessarily a Super Bowl kind of victory for the Vikings, but it was such a huge win and such an improbable win that I'm sure maybe the guys all got a little fat and happy before Thanksgiving a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I mean, you can't help but think of the NFC Championship game from five years ago, right? When uh, you had the Minneapolis Miracle, another improbable victory. And um, Vikings go next week to Philly and just completely no show. Yeah. Granted, this is a different team. That was five years ago. But, I mean, there still are a few core players from that team that are still around. Not a ton. Not a ton. But some key veterans like Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Brian O'Neill, I believe, was still on that team. Harrison Smith, uh, Eric Kendricks. And I'm not saying, like, those guys are specifically the problem here. I mean, this is on the entire team. There's nearly no one person to blame. Like, it's not fair to really put this all on Kirk. To even really, I think it's mostly falling on KOC more than anybody. I think if we were, uh, Mackie and Judd do a pie chart of blame, not to steal their bid or anything. But for me personally, I think the biggest blame for me falls on Kevin O'Connell for not getting this team ready. I'd probably also give a little bit of that to Ed Donatel too. Um, The defense was finally exposed this week. Completely. More so than it had been before all season long. I'm sure Dallas got completely healthy. They had Zeke Elliott, all their receivers and everything like that. Tony Pollard, man. He's a beast. Tony I Pollard. I mean, he's a beast. I mean, Zeke's going to get his reps because of the money, but mm-hmm. that guy is 
that guy should be RB1 for he's, the Cowboys bro, he's their forward. He's their best offensive player. I think and, he's their I best mean, offensive CD player. CD showed out too. Man, CD Lamb shows out at US Bank Stadium, man. That catch he had on the sidelines, yeah. unbelievable. He, and yeah. he had a really great catch his rookie year against us too. He loves playing at US Bank Stadium. I just... Yeah, I, I just I can't put it anything else other than you went and had a Super Bowl esque victory in Buffalo that like felt like a big culmination of your points, and maybe we maybe we just put too many chains on Kirk on the plane on the ride home. Maybe we just got a little bit too cocky, and this was a little bit of humble pie before Thanksgiving. I I just <clears throat> I want to start off by doing something that I really hoped I wouldn't have to do, and that's <laughs> giving the Cowboys their credit. Oh no, <laughs> um, because last episode everybody heard it. I had a lot of people like you know hitting me up about some of my friends that are Cowboy fans hitting me of up. Course. Like, yeah, you said this, you said that. Uh. You did <laughs> fair. I still stand behind most of what I said. Um, because what I said was true. You know, Dak Prescott was not playing well coming into that game. His QBR was a 52.9. They're, they are at their best when they're handing the ball off. I mean, they ran the ball, what, 30 times in this football game compared to Dak Prescott throwing the ball 25 times. But, yeah, at the end of the day, they played a damn good football game. And I will give credit where it's due. Dak Prescott, 22 of 25 yeah. just dicing up the Minnesota Vikings secondary, which has been rating. a problem. Man. Which has been a problem oh. for a while. The secondary has been a problem, but it's been up and down. It's oh. been up and down. They've made stops when necessary to win football games. But in this game, clearly they couldn't get any. Got to give yeah. credit to the run, the rushing attack of Tony Pollard and Zeke. Mm. Got to give credit to the defense because they were able to pin their ears back once they got a lead and attack Kirk Cousins every single play. And they dominated this football game in ways I don't think even their fans expected. I don't think anybody expected no, this no. coming off of the way the Vikings just beat the Bills. Mm-hmm. So I give them credit where it is due. I said they were trash last week. Yes, you did. I said the, <laughs> I called the Cowboys trash last week. And so I, I have to eat crow in that, in mm. that, you know. And if I'm Yum. being honest, the bit of that is, you know, me being an emotional Eagles fan that cannot stand the Dallas Cowboys. That's why we love you. Another Yes. And another part of it is I really had confidence in the Vikings in this game. The we Vikings, like AJ said, they have they have the skill set to beat the Cowboys at home. If they have the skill set to beat the Buffalo Bills, they have the skill set to beat Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys or any playoff team in any conference for that matter is not good enough to beat any other team in the postseason 42-3. No, the, not, no, not, not, it's no. no. That it's is nowhere a one-time thing. It, it is it's nowhere near that. They won't beat an opponent no t- like that for years. Bro, no team is that good in any conference this year to beat another playoff team this bad. So now I want to get to the Vikings. Mm. Because like AJ said, these boys just didn't show up. Yeah. They didn't show up. And I and and I if there was a pie chart of blame like you brought up earlier, I think like 90% of it will be on Kevin O'Connell. Mm. Because the play calling, the deep just the entire football team just seemed ill-equipped to play. The Cowboys are one of the worst run defensive teams in the league. AJ just that was said the only the good thing play, that we did yesterday. AJ just, AJ just brought it up earlier. The biggest play was what a seventeen yard run by Dalvin Cook in this on the second possession of the game. Why 
Are we not handing the ball off to him more? He had 11 carries. He averaged like six yards a carry. Six and a half. Seven, 72 yards. Why are you every third down in three? I understand sometimes you want to throw it. You're coming out in an empty backfield. <laughs> Dalvin Cook, nowhere to be found. You are allowing the Dallas Cowboys to just tee off on Kirk Cousins all game mm-hmm. without trying to at all slow the momentum of the game down by playing against what they do best. Give the ball to Dalvin Cook, allow him to run the football because he was having a decent game until you took it out of his hands, allow you allow your defense time to rest. You're giving these boys quick three and outs. Well, yeah, the defense is going to get tired, mm-hmm. and it's going to be hard to defend at a certain point. We saw what Dallas did on the offensive side of the ball. Again, they ran the ball 30 times, fellas. Yep. They they did what they they did their game plan. They handed the ball off thirty times. Dak was incredible, no doubt. He made throws. He stepped up when he needed to. But at the same time, the run game definitely opened up the passing game. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what was the game plan for the Vikings coming into this football game? Like what, what you when you saw the when you saw the Cowboys, you had to say okay, their pass defense is ranked like one or two in football right now, which they were or at least top five, but their run defense is like 28, 29. Mm-hmm. You had to, you, yeah. <laughs> that had to be on um, their mind. I don't, I don't, I, I do not I th- understand. I think it has bro. everything to do with the fact that you're down 23 to three at half. No, no. You don't see, think so? I, I don't give them that I, pass. You don't know, bro. We saw. I can totally see a team abandoning the run bro, because of that. And because gotta, Dallas then scored right into the third quarter to make it 30 to three. I'm but, not giving it as an excuse. I can Jason, see why they might have Jason, done that though. How did they get down by that much to begin with? They abandoned the run early. Mm-hmm. It happened early. They stopped running the ball early. They got down 13-3 and three and stopped running the ball as much as they should have ran the ball. We just saw the Green Bay Packers the week before down 28-14 to 14 in the fourth quarter still running the football, still not abandoning the run because they knew the Dallas Cowboys cannot stop the run. And guess what happened? They got back in the game and won because they didn't abandon the run. Yes, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, he dropped back and he made throws when he needed to make throws because, yes, eventually, yes, you have to throw the football, obviously. But they kept running the football. I remember the announcers being like, they can only run the ball but so many more times. Mm-hmm. And every time Aaron Rodgers was <laughs> dropping back, oh, handoff. No, nope, we're going to keep running it because we know there's more than enough time to still run the ball. I get so tired of. And this is not a shot at what you just said, but just in uh-huh. general, uh-huh. people all say things like that. Like, well, when you get down by a certain amount of points, you have to abandon, abandon the run. Oh. No, you don't sometimes. Yeah. If you're, it's the first quarter, it's the second quarter, there's still a whole half, a whole three quarters left to play. If they can't stop the run, run the ball. Mm-hmm. Get your defense off of the field. Give them time to rest, recoup, game plan, recover, figure out how they can stop this offense. But when you abandon the run and you have quick three and outs, you put your defense back on the field tired. Yep. And that's what happened. Yeah. They put their defense back on the field exhausted, and they got exposed. No, I agree with you. Do with, like, the best thing your offense was doing of that day at this point. Um, again, I'm just laying out a possible, like, w- like what they were possibly thinking. I'm not saying it's right. an excuse for them because I agree with you. If Dalvin's cooking, let him cook. At some point, though, you did have to say, all right, this game is getting out of hand. We do now play on Thursday. To. We can't. 
Because, like, I think they maybe even let Kirk in for maybe a series too long or mm-hmm. something like that. And, and he was, I mean, he was just getting killed all day. Um, surprise, like, I was looking at PFF grades. I'm surprised that the offensive line isn't as bad as it actually was. Ezra Cleveland had a 90. That's like one of the best grades in offensive yeah. linemen all season. I'm stunned to even see that. Uh, Brian O'Neill was in the 70s. I, I don't know what um, Ezra Cleveland, or, or not, excuse me, uh, Garrett Bradbury, or um, uh, I, I know that Ed Ingram was just absolutely picked on in this game. Uh, just just from looking, by the way, I don't know when you guys stopped watching the game. Halftime. Uh, right at halftime, you were done at halftime. Half right? Okay, I, so like I, I sat down right when it was like 12 minutes into the third, or like 12 minutes left in the third quarter, and Dallas had scored at that point. It was 30 to 3, and I sat down and looked at the score bug, and I was just like, wait, wasn't it just like 23 to 3? Just the second and I looked at my phone, like, you got to be kidding me. They, they allowed, just scored again. They allowed, 68 something to Pollard. It's just, oh my God. They allowed Tony Pollard to dominate this football game, bro. Completely. On th- Everyone dominated. What was that play at the start of the second? Or, yeah, it was, it was at the start of the second half yeah. where they scored that touchdown. It was like third and 15, third and 14. Yeah. And guess what, guys? He wasn't the only player open. There were multiple players yeah. open on that play that could have got the first down. I want to know why Jordan Hicks is the guy covering Tony Pollard on that play. Bro. God. And Jordan Hicks has had a respectable season, a respe- like a respectable resurgence season for a guy that – was kind of cast away by by the Cardinals, but why? <laughs> that's the, that's the biggest thing. <laughs> it's such I, a weird game. Why? Uh, there's so many whys to yeah. this game that yeah. I just don't understand. Um, and but you put it perfectly, artist. Like you don't have to abandon. You think that when the Titans get down by 14 or 17 no. or 20 points, yeah, wait, we gotta take Derrick Henry out of the game. It doesn't like we gotta throw the ball. Shut up. No, you're gonna run that sucker. Yes. Keep doing what's gonna get you points. Try to make it a game, and maybe, maybe it's because they play on Thursday. And they, I really think that was the biggest factor: is that they didn't want to push too hard because the game got so out of hand, and they well, knew they were gonna. It was a short week. You still are trying to fight for the number one seed in the conference, are you not? You need to be trying to win every game by any means necessary. Please pretend like these you care. guys. Are, yeah, these guys are professional football players, man. It's what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you put yourself at risk every Sunday, no matter how, no matter if you're at a short week or not. The reason why I stopped watching at halftime was like they had the ball and I and I I tweeted this out but I I said hey you score here you get a stop out of the half you score again you're down 3 right yeah but then they don't score there they let Brett Maher kick a 60 yarder twice 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 <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a soda <laughs> I do I do yes. <laughs> Mountain Dew, please. They went. It, it, it was the 2021 team. The final two minutes, the nothing. Like they just lo- rolled over and died. It it didn't matter. It the game didn't matter. And that once I saw that, I was like, all right, th- there's no point because they're yep. not nothing that there's nothing that could have been said or have happened during the halftime that would have made that team come out and make it a game whatsoever in my mind. Yes. And they didn't. Obviously, when that, it's easy to say that in hindsight, I guess. But but no, it. it there was nothing there. There was no life. Um, nope. I, I really want to just forget about it. And it's nice. <laughs> it's really nice that we can look ahead to. It's such a quick turnaround. Yeah. It's such a quick turnaround. It's it's fantastic. And I think it helps that it's Thanksgiving. So, like, everybody's kind of looking forward to that, the, the fanfare of Thanksgiving. If you come out and you can play a good game and get a, a good win against the Patriots, who I think sh- they should win. I mean, it's at home. Uh, they might be playing Bailey Zappi, for mm-hmm. God's sake. 
Uh, mm. Mac Jones has looked terrible the past yeah, couple of weeks. Sophomore slump this year, for sure. That defense is just so good. And we're going to talk about that here, and we're going to give our predictions and everything like that. But, um, wow, what a terrible game. Yeah, bef- before we move on to that, I, I do want to address another elephant in the room that we don't talk about enough because they always find ways to win with this issue. But... Bro, you can't come back from behind on everybody, man. Yeah, no. You can't get off to these slow starts on everybody and expect to come back and win and all these miraculous fourth quarter comebacks. At some point, you got to start a game hot and end the game hot. At some point, you got to play a whole football game. Well, the thing is, you have to do that. And the Dallas Cowboys were the perfect team to let them know you can't do that against us. Because again, once you get down on the cow, once once you're down on the Cowboys. The reason why you can't abandon the run is because if you come out trying to throw the ball too much, they will sack you like 10 times, bro. They got cats on the edge. And I said this last week, bro. They Their, their strengths, their running game, their defensive line, Trayvon Diggs. That is their strengths, bro. Yep. So if you're abandoning the run and allowing Kirk to sit back there. We all know he's not a mobile guy. He can't escape much pressure to begin with. I didn't see any, not to keep harping on this game, but I didn't see any screenplay. How do you, how do you, football one-on-one, we don't even know that, we we, we don't, hold on, we we don't even, (laughs) oh my gosh, we we don't even know the X's and O's, but we know the basics, guys. How do you, you know, how, how do you slow down a good defensive line? You run the football. How do you, another way you slow down a good defensive line that's getting to the basket? You run screenplays to throw them off. I didn't see any screenplays. I didn't see no throws out to the flat to throw them off. I, I just, it, bro, I, I, I just, I, bro, I'm we, we were running play. <laughs> no, bro, we were running play actions in the third quarter. You think Dallas is going to bite on a play action when they're up that big? Dude. Like, what are we doing? They, what are they we allowed, doing there? They allow the Cowboys to literally do exactly what their strengths are. Yeah. Pin their ears, get a big lead, pin their ears back, and get to the passer time and time again um, with little to no help, bro. I will say, though, I will say, out of anybody that has a chance to someday supplant or take that mantle as best defensive player in the NFL, like from Aaron Donald someday, it might be Micah Parsons, dude. Yeah, Michael Parsons this guy, is amazing. This guy is legit. Your Eagles are going to have to worry about him for a good decade. He is just, yeah. I, I think, I mean, he's definitely got a lot of national attention as is, but like this, I felt like was the Micah Parsons game. But do you know how to slow Micah Parsons down? How? The Eagles exposed it and so did the Green Bay Packers. You run at him. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what film did they watch? I'm not, listen, I'm not here to say the Cowboys are trash again. I'm not here to say they're an awful team. They're clearly not a terrible team. They have seven wins to only three losses. They won a bunch of games with their backup quarterback. That looks like he's finally back to playing how he was playing before. Um, but this team is beatable. Yep. They're, 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 the book is out on how to beat them, just like the book is out on how to beat a lot of teams in the NFL. And for these guys to literally play to the strong suit of the opposing team on, on Sunday was so... I mean, it doesn't get any more disappointing. Yeah. The fact that CBS has to turn the channel, or was it Fox? Which was it, it was CBS. Fox. It, it was Nansen yeah. Romo, man. We had Nansen Romo, and we gave him that. Bro, they got to turn the channel because the Vikings are so <laughs> bad against this football yeah. team. Are that? Yeah. Are you? Uh, this is an eight and one ball club we were talking about. A Super Bowl contender. A Super we were Bowl talking about. We were. We talking all labeled about. it last week, yes. and now after. 
I don't know how I feel about that. Stay again. The Boy, Vikings man. made me sound like a fool last week. Uh, I will you, speak for myself in that regard. You, you guys can speak for yourselves in that regard as well. Like I um, said, I, I look bad after last and, week. And, and you know but what? It's, it's okay though. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe, maybe if T.J. Hawkinson didn't drop that ball in the end zone. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. We still. I think we still would have lost. But at least maybe the blowout at, at, at the beginning. At the very beginning, so where we could have gone up. Where we could have gone up. I have a better question though. Why not go for it on fourth down right there? I mean, you're already in the red zone. It's fourth and three. Whatever happened to this innovative, aggressive play calling for, from Kevin O'Connell? There were a few questionable fourth downs last week, too, against the Bills. I mean, where we were what, passing on, like, fourth and one so, situations. You're at home. You have a little momentum. Yeah. Why are you so complacent with getting a field goal right there? If you don't, if you don't get the field goal, you trust your defense to get a stop. You're already within your own territory. Can't, couldn't trust our defense though. That's just a, that. But, no he, but he didn't know that that early in the game though. Maybe he did. Maybe it was that no, bad of a week. I don't of practice. think so. I don't think so. Well, that could be possible. Mm-hmm. It being a bad week at practice. But I'm just saying, from the way the defense has been playing, it has been very up and down. But they've been really good at getting turnovers. Mm-hmm. And yes. the Dallas Cowboys offense, even though they're putting up points, Dak Prescott been giving that ball up like candy. So I I don't I just feel like he coached a terrible football game that none of us can none of us can explain. I, he just that that was the yeah. that that is that was the worst coach football game he's yeah. I hope he ever coaches. I really thought the Eagles game was going to be the blunder of the season. I re- I really thought that was going to be it like okay that's it guys. Yeah. Now that's just looking more like all right, you just got your butt beat by a really good team. This this, I mean, this is one of the biggest blunders in franchise history. What is this? The second biggest home loss of all time in Man, franchise that's, history? That's just, that's, and, that's just, and the Cowboys came into, you knew what type of energy the Cowboys was on because they was yep. fresh off of that, they was fresh off of that Packers loss. Yep. And they came into this game talking like, Dak was like, this is a playoff game. This is a playoff-like atmosphere. We know what this means to the division X, Y, Z. We saw Michael Parsons come out. Man, I'm hungry. If, if that gives <laughs> yeah. us that type of lead, well, I'm not. I'm, we're not going to blow that. I'm not going to allow that. Like they were talking, jaw jacking. <laughs> they were saying a lot, so you knew they was coming the ball. Vegas, like, like, Vegas knew, man. They had the Cowboys favored. They knew. Man. They knew, and we didn't. Nuts. Ugh. <laughs> uh, just nuts. Can we move on now? Because, again, the Vikings get to play on Thursday. This yes. this is the best possible, in a worst-case scenario, this is the best-case scenario, right? They have just literal a couple days to be able to move on from this. Yes. Right the ship. Flush it. You got a good team coming in, really good defense, like you mentioned earlier in the program. Um, but, frankly, guys, like, what I want more than anything is finally to get that, that victory that doesn't come like at like the expense of our own stress a little bit. If the Vikings could come out and show us that they are the team that they've been this entire season, I am willing to an extent to expunge this Cowboys game to extent. Doesn't mean I'm going to forget it. I may forgive it, but I may not forget it. I don't know. What, what I don't are know you guys' I, thoughts I going into this? I don't know if I could forgive how dumb they made me look. <laughs> the, all well, the this trash is, I talked this about is, the Cowboys. Dude, if, if you're but doing sports talk, you're going to sound you know, dumb many times. Like so this is just the this first of a, many. Don't worry. This is a me eating crow type of moment. <laughs> you're not and, alone, you pal. Know, so you it know, tastes good, take doesn't that. it? Man, terrible. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, this is one thing I will say on a positive note. I still think the Vikings are a dang good football team. Um, I still think that they have the potential to make a run in the postseason. I still think they're contenders to come out of the NFC. I, I still think all of these things are are possible. But 
And this game against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, it is not going to be a cakewalk. No. It's, it's not going to be a cakewalk. I, I don't like this matchup fresh off of a loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Now, they have to respond here, though. If they want the one seed, they have to respond yep. here. This is not one of those situations. You know, sometimes teams, they start off really hot, and then they take a L, a bad L, and then the L's kind of compile. It snowballs. Well, this it, team it's the is, one thing that the Vikings and Eagles are worried about, that they started hot too early. Exactly. And we'll see how the second half of the season goes. Exactly. And even though your team won last week, I mean, you, y'all sweated against the Colts. Yeah. No I doubt. Mean, no doubt. Colts, you know, fifth-ranked yeah. defensive team in the league. You didn't have Dallas Goddard. Still missing a couple of players on the defensive side That of team's the ball, rallying so around their coach right now, are. too. Jeff's, people are playing around Jeff Saturday around they're Even playing. if he is not a long-term option yeah. by any means, they're, they're, I, think, I think that team likes him. They're playing good. They're definitely playing good football. Mm-hmm. I like – I still – not to get off topic, yeah, sorry, I do sorry. like the way that they were able to respond after a loss with kind of like a comeback win because we haven't seen that all year. And it was so a comeback. They, they haven't done Here, it all Jaylen, year. Jalen, wide open, right down the middle. Yeah. Walk right. Oh, my God. That was just the biggest. Like, yeah. what, 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 that was the biggest. Like, but, but I think a lot of people anyway. were like, how would they respond to adversity? How would they look after, you know, a loss? Mm-hmm. Or how would they look if they're down at half and all of this? They came back and won. So I was impressed with that, and I was happy with that. But yeah. back to the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. Um, they're playing a team right now in the Patriots that is fourth overall in total defense. And so this offense looked abysmal this past week. They're playing a team that is statistically better defensively than the Dallas Cowboys. And so it does concern me a bit. I personally do think the Vikings will win this game just off of the strength of you don't get embarrassed like that as an 8-1 football team, now 8-2, and and not respond if you expect to be a contender. Your playmakers, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, who also was a no-show in that game against Dallas. Kirk Cousins, you know, guys on the defensive side, Pat P, Zedaria Smith, those guys got to show up in this game mm-hmm. and really, like, show that backbone that we all know they have in this football game because the Patriots will be ready. Offensively, they, they're a little challenged, but defensively, Bill Belichick will have them ready for this game. There's, I don't know how much you could take away from that Dallas Cowboys game as far as film is concerned because, the, I mean, the Vikings just didn't good show up. field goal, Greg Joseph. Man. Kick but, is good. Yes, but, like, the Patriots are going to – they're going to be ready for this team, man. They're, they're going to be ready. It's not going to be a cakewalk. But I want to – I want the Vikings to learn their lesson from the Dallas Cowboy game and knowing that you cannot rely on the second half of football games or the fourth quarter to come back every week. It's, it's not going to happen against this defense either. Nope. They need to get out and start the game hot. They need to get out and get out to a lead. It don't have to be a massive lead, but I don't want to look at the cl- I don't want to look at the scoreboard in the fourth quarter and see that the Vikings are down what 20 to 7 or down you know, at so, all. Doesn't like matter I don't want to see, yeah. you know, I mean, if they're down 3 or I, I can deal with uh, being like I'll a, be sm- a small point differential. I can deal with that. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, they've been coming back. I mean, they were down, what, 17 to Buffalo at one point? They were down mm-hmm. however many points. I forget how many points they were they was down to Washington a couple weeks be- uh, mm-hmm. before. Like, <laughs> they're they too the good. Let's off- build a lead. Yes, they're too, they're too talented on that side of the ball to not have some sort of lead, like you say, or to not get off to a better start in these games, bro, because it's not going to happen against the Patriots. It didn't happen against Dallas. And when you get in the playoffs, it's really not happening. It's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I'm concerned that the injury bug is really now starting to hit the Vikings. Um, Christian Derrissaw, another concussion, and that's two within a two-week span, just about. Um, mm-hmm. I expect him to miss a significant amount of time. I know that Doogie was on with uh, Judd today and said he's not feeling great. He used a word that uh, it's crappy, but a different word. You can imagine what it is. Mm. Um, Andrew Booth didn't participate in practice, and that's a huge issue because our cornerback room is thin. Obviously, Cam Dancer's out. Um, Caleb Evans, also a limited participant. He's coming back from concussion. Hopefully, he can come back, but we'll see what maybe his status will be. You mentioned Zedarius. He's got a knee issue right now. Limited participant, so he's probably going to play, but, man, he... I forget when it happened, but there was one play where it looked like he had Dak completely wrapped up and and, and just like whiffed in a way that we haven't seen Zadarius whiff all year. So I'm I'm wondering if that knee is bothering him and he's not able to finish plays as well as he normally is. Um, Mike Delvin Tomlinson back though. That's good news. Um, because. We really need a run protector there. Um, I almost said rim protector, run protector in that case, because I mean, we just, we, I mean, we've been getting gashed in the air and we've been better on the ground, but I mean, mm-hmm. after this last game, I mean, we can't take anything for granted. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is a pretty good running back out there in new England too. Yeah. Um, this is popping up too. He's a full participant. So I don't know how much of an issue it is, but when you hear this type of injury, with a wide receiver, it's always like, hmm, okay, got to keep an eye on it. Turf toe with Justin Jefferson. I hate um, turf toe. I cannot stand turf toe. Have you ever had it? I have had turf toe. I, I've never had it. Is it's, it really as painful not, as people make it, it out to it be? It is very painful. I think you can play through it, but yeah. it, it's, it's, it's just uncomfortable, man. Okay. What, it's what, uncomfortable. Like, it, is it a specific toe? Like what? It, I don't even well, really know. Well, mine was my big toe. It, okay, so it can be like any toe? You I can think get turf toe so, and any so. toe? I something? believe so, yeah. Okay. And mine is like, it's like, it like, Hard to explain, but like rolled up in my shoe and I like stepped on it. If that makes sense, it's kind of, kind of hard to explain, but it is, it is, it is painful. Yeah, it's something it's, that it's pops painful. up with wide receivers, cornerbacks. I feel like safeties get it as well. So we we've been talking about how the Vikings have been pretty lucky team uh, avoiding the injury bug. The uh, to this point in the season, it might be rearing its ugly head right now, and in a short week, that can be really tough against this defense. That's gonna be really tough. Here's the thing, though. We talk about emotional letdowns. Mm -hmm. The Vikings obviously had one. Maybe, just maybe. And you know what their head coach, I'm guessing it's probably more unlikely than likely. Just maybe. I mean, the Patriots had a pretty emotionally high victory as well. They won in the last second punt return in a 3-3 game (laughs) against the Jets. That was crazy. Just atrocious. Just absolutely atrocious. The Jets need to bench Zach Wilson, put Joe Flacco back out there. Why not? And so, if anything... Maybe the Patriots feeling a little fat and happy before Thanksgiving, too, because they just had an emotionally high victory short week. Maybe they're not as mentally prepared as they normally would be. And, uh, you know, I mean, this is not the same Patriots team of old. It's not like Tom Brady's in that locker room anymore. Sure, sure, Bill's in that locker room, but like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who the most vocal leaders on that team anymore are. And so just like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, but, but again, if I'm going to bet against a coach in this scenario, I mean, if, if I'm going to bet at any coach in the league is going to have their team ready, no yeah. matter what, it's going to be Bill. So I'm hoping that's the case. Am I guessing that will be ultimately? Ugh, I don't know. I'm still expecting this Patriots defense to show up pretty good. I just have no, I mean, I mentioned I like Ramondre Stevenson, but I don't know where this offense is coming for the Patriots, especially if, if Zappy has to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure, he's played 
admirably when he's filled in and stuff. He's definitely, I think, become a mild fan favorite out there in Foxborough. But uh, I, I just, ugh, I, I just don't know how much I trust uh, that Patriots offense right now. No matter that, that defense will come to play, but will the offense? This might be. <laughs> Not that get right game is really the right word because, like, ugh, I mean, there's just so many issues with the Vikings defense as is, but like, I mean, we've talked about luck. I mean, maybe the Vikings get lucky again this week, get to play another backup quarterback a la like they did against the Dolphins, Skylar yeah. Thompson style. And boy, if, if, I mean, if after this last week, they could use, I guess, a little bit more luck. We'll see. Yeah, they could. Did you? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. What's up? No. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Because um, I thought you were about to say something. I didn't want to cut <laughs> no, you off. No. no. Um, but yeah. No. I. I agree. You know. I. I hope you're right about the emotional letdown part because the Patriots game was pretty freaking wild with that return. It was cool. That it was cool. return it was fun. T- that was nuts. That was but like. That game like was when garbage. does that happen? Man, it was such it a was. garbage game. Um. But like I said, that that defense will come to play. The guy, uh, Matthew Judon, is he leading the league in? And sacks right now. He's if he's not, up he's there. up there. So yep. he's he's really to, good. A guy you definitely need to keep your eyes out for. Um, right now, their pass defense. I'm looking at it. They right still now. have like the McCordy twins. I like, believe so. One of them at least, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Guys, those guys. Those guys. Are right now, forever. their pass defense is looks like it's ranked fourth in the league right now. Um, and then their rush defense is kind of like it looks like it's like top fifteen ish. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I, I nine, am looking at 10, the injury report. Eleven, for, twelve. Sorry. So they're working twelve. So I mean, you might have to, you might have to run the ball a little bit in this game. Like, bro, I, I, I don't understand why teams are so, they can be so pass happy. And I understand you want the flashy offense and this, that, and the third. But you got one of the best running backs in the league in Dalvin Cook. You got one of the best running back tandems in the league. Like, use it. Mm-hmm. Use it this week if 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 need be because I feel like the Patriots' pass defense is solid as we can see. Mm-hmm. It's solid. Use the use the running back tandem in this week or the, uh, in the, in this matchup this week. And you know, I I think again, short week. You don't have a ton of time in the game plan. But as a, as competitors, Justin Jefferson came out and said it was embarrassing. I know he wasn't the only one on that roster that felt the same way. As competitors, they need the ball this week. Mm-hmm. Come out and ball this week. This yeah. isn't a football team that should beat you. You don't. We don't know who is going to be the quarterback at this point. We don't know. Their offense isn't great, like you said. So they need to come out and ball this week. If I'm not mistaken, they're at home again this game, right? Yep. Yep. You need to come out and ball this. I can't believe they got blown out 43 to 3 at the crib. That's feel real. Or 42 3 at the crib. But yeah, they need to they need to ball out, man. They they need to ball out. I don't want to hear any short week excuses. None of that. Right. Not when you lost the way you lost this mm-hmm. past week. So mm-hmm. I'll throw my score prediction out there. Yeah. And my prediction for the game. I I think they bounce back. I think the defense more than more than the offense because the Patriots defense is so talented bounces back more. I think their defense is able to create a couple of turnovers like they have in weeks prior. Um, maybe get a strip sack from Zadarius Smith, maybe an interception nice. from Pat P. Um, and I think that it will put the Vikings in short field opportunities to score points. I think they will run Dalvin Cook more than 11 times, especially if he's feeling it. Hopefully somewhere you. around, you know, maybe give me 17 to 20 carries this week. I mean, it would help because Kirk Cousins is getting beat up. 
So it will be nice to hand the ball yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, we actually have been <laughs> like, getting Dalvin involved more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it would have helped, like help, help, help the quarterback out a little bit. Man, hand it off. Mugged on every snap. I mean, my gosh, like it's 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 a special thing that he's so durable, man. You got to give credit where it's due. He can take a beating and get right back up. But let's help him this week. Let's hand the ball off a little bit more. Allow Dalvin Cook to kind of take the load off. Run a little bit of play action. With the game in reach, <laughs> run some play action. Yes. Not um, when you're down 27 points. Exactly. And I think they'll come out with a victory in this game. Defense plays much better to offense, scores the necessary points to win this game. I don't think they're going to put up a ton of points in this Patriots defense, but I see them putting up at least 24 points on this defense. Um, and I see them holding the Patriots to, I don't want to predict the blowout here, but I mean the mm-hmm. Patriots offense is not good. They should win this. I'm going to go 24 to 10. They should win this game somewhere Ooh, around 24 wow. to 10. They right. should. They. I mean, they should. They should. They should. Age, what do you think? Actually, scratch that. 21 oh. 10. 21 10. I'm sorry. 21 10. 21 10. Okay. Yes. Bring it a little closer. All right. I am nervous about Devin McCourty. Yeah. The turf toe for JJ does not sit well for me. And they, the thing is, they have more weapons. But the, it's so weird because they should be able, they should be able to just like sling the rock if needed. They should be able to hand it off if needed and just be fine. The O line is just so banged up that Kirk has zero time to work, and you then nobody's gonna be able to block either for Dalvin, d- despite how good he is. Like it's he can only do so much. He's only a man. I, 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 this is not going to be a fun game to watch. I'm going to say that right now. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my, that's my main prediction is this is not going to be an enjoyable game to watch. Yeah. You're going to be sitting there with your gut loaded mm-hmm. with seasoned bread and turkey and mashed potatoes. And your, your mom's going to be like, Hey, you want some pie? And you're like, I, yes. I do, but I would explode right now. Put some ice cream and then on you're, it. It's and good. then as soon as you finish that, you're going to turn back and Kirk's getting sacked for the eighth time. <laughs> I I'm I'm so nervous about this one. <laughs> it's um, tough. It is. I I I think they're gonna win. I'm gonna say they're gonna win. I'm committing to them winning, but it's not gonna be fun. Um, I'm gonna say 17 14. Okay. It's gonna be. Uh, I mean, this is a team that put up three points against the Jets, and the Jets are not bad now, but they're also not no. good. No. Right? No. Oh God, I don't know. Yeah, 17 14. I I I think I think. TJ Hawkinson is going to have a game. That's yeah. that's my secondary main prediction. Like, what's what's his catches at? Go over. Bet the over. What's his yards at? Bet the over. Mm-hmm. Touchdown prop? Bet it. Do it. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson is having his welcome to Minnesota game this Thanksgiving. Um, we're going to get him with his luscious locks <sighs> taking a massive bite post game out of a turkey leg, um, and everybody's going to act like you know, hey. What, I don't want to. I want to say jambalaya, but what? What is the term? Uh, kumbaya, kumbaya, uh, jambalaya. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, we wouldn't no, guess that. Delicious. No, man, we wouldn't have guessed that one. Well, oh, from from where you were going. Yeah, occasion. Yeah. <laughs> I love jambalaya. Um, no, but it is it, it, <laughs> jambalaya. It's going to be a seventeen fourteen win for the Vikings. Um, it's going to be a last second like stop. If that makes sense, like they're going to be they're going to be up seventeen to to seven in the fourth at some point, but then the Patriots are going to score, and then they're going to have to get a stop on defense to really, like, ice it. Um, but TJ Hawkinson will score. He's going to have a good game. 
I am so concerned for for Kirk's livelihood. Yeah. We need to get him some healthy linemen. Yeah. But or yeah. just run the ball a lot more. That too. Yeah, do that. <laughs> my that gosh, too. Okay. Bro, my so, gosh. So, at least at least like stop with this empty backfield. At least Artis' head el- almost exploded. The empty backfield was <laughs> killing me last week. I know week, you. Bro. I know you already said that, but it's true. Yeah. At least give the illusion of illusion of complexity. If you are gonna rob a store, you ever seen Field of Dreams? Yes. No, actually. What? Okay. So you, you're gonna know what I'm talking about <laughs> when Kevin Costner goes to um, Terrence Mann, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You're coming with me on this road trip," and he sticks his his hand in his pocket. That's not a gun. That's your finger. No, yeah. it's a gun. Yeah. You got it. If you're going to kidnap somebody, you need to at least pretend to have a weapon. Right. If you're going to run an offense in the NFL, you need to at least pretend to have a running game. If you're going to run an if you're going to run an empty backfield, at least have quick like hot, hot routes, mm-hmm. a quick end, a quick slant where he can get the ball out quick. You can't run four verticals with an empty no. backfield against a defensive line like the Dallas Cowboys, bro, yes. or even a line or or a defense like the Patriots. You, It's not going to be there. No. It will not be there. <laughs> and that was the frustrating, too. Dalvin had been had been getting involved more in the passing game the last few weeks. Not even a single target it doesn't, in this it game. Doesn't, not even like, a single have, target. Like, take notes from Tony Pollard took a, 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 a check down yep. out of the flat to the house, yes. bro. Come yeah. on, bro. Kirk, like, Kirkson criticized for checking down. I'm fine with it if it means he doesn't get amputated at the end, by the end of the game. Yeah. Let's... Just give him options. Yeah. Just give him, give, options. Give, give him that safe option to fall back on. You've got your weapons. You've got you've got TJ Hawkins. You've got Justin Jefferson. You've got KJ Osborne. How about how about Dalvin Cook in the flat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even or even if you don't want to have Dalvin out there, you have Alexander Madison. Mm-hmm. He's fine. Also, if you're going to run the ball, why is CJ Ham not in the game? Man, There's, I mean, we've. Already, I don't want to go yeah. back to the. Right, What I think he had like single digit snaps. Yeah, probably. Is is he not? In, correct me if I'm wrong. Is he not an All Pro? Uh, is that a Pro Bowler for sure? Sorry, sorry, that Pro Bowler for sure. No, you have a Pro Bowl. He's one of the better ones. He's one of the better ones. One of the better ones. He's one of the notable. I couldn't tell you the. The I couldn't tell you the Dolphins fullback. I couldn't tell oh. you the the Texans fullback. Right. Oh. Some there's, teams. I don't even think some teams have fullbacks. Like, like no, I, there's a few I, that I can think of. How many can you even name in the league? Kyle Uzcheck and DJ then um, yeah. uh, Ricardo something or whatever the Baltimore guy. Like yeah. I know I know of him. I don't know his name. Yeah. CJ Ham is one that I think that most above average football knowledge people. You say CJ Ham, you're like fullback Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Juszczyk, fullback uh, 49ers. Yep. Yeah. You know that one. You've got him. He's notable. Use him. I, I, I don't understand. I hear you. I don't understand. Um, um, ugh, whatever. I, I do stand corrected. Dalvin did have one target. He did have one target. Did Not have enough. one target. Okay. So you said what? 21, 17? 21 to 10. 21-10. And you said 17-14? Yep. Okay. Um, by the way, just for point of reference, the line is two and a half for the Vikings, and the over-under, I believe, here is 42 and a half, if you're in a gambling mood this Thanksgiving. I ain't going to be that many points scored. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 42 and a half is wild. Yeah, this, and, it is not going to be that many points scored. Yeah, but after, I want to say that. After, but we, 
Two but teams that yeah. We it's it's hard to say that Vegas doesn't know what they're talking about when they said we. I mean, we were up in arms last week about the the Cowboys we being were. favorites on the road. Yeah, we were right. We were. So, we definitely were. Yeah. They were right. This one does seem questionable. Yeah, I mean, again, I would love rather I, I, like it would be so satisfying if the Vikings finally got that first blowout of the season. They're here. not going to. And no, I don't think they will not either. In this game, and. No. Even though I think, honestly, God, like maybe, maybe the Patriots could be blowoutable, maybe against the right opponent. I just don't see that happening really with the Vikings. Um, this this will be. An, yeah. I want to do a quick impromptu exercise. Oh, oh more exercise. When oh, when is when will the Vikings have their first actual like blowout safe win? This this Thursday against it the might Patriots. Be the Jets. Yes, and it, it, we're doing like rapid fire. Yes or no? I say no. 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 Maybe Sun- the Jets. December 4th against the Jets. I say, depending on quarterback, I say no. No, because that defense is too great for the exactly. Jets. If Zach Wilson is starting, maybe. This is, it's it's essentially the same game in my mind, back to back. Like, maybe not as good of a coach, but team-wise, same structure. Mm-hmm. Um, against the Lions, who, I I mean, they played earlier this year, mm-hmm. and the Lions are all of a sudden yeah, good, good now. Um, I say no. I say December eleventh no. at at Detroit. No. no, no, not at Detroit. No, um, home against the Colts. No, Colts defense top five. Not anymore. <laughs> the, Col- the Colts <laughs> two Jeff's- weeks ago, yes, but not the Colts not, anymore. Not, right. not, not Jeff Saturday's Colts. No, right, Frank right. Reich's Colts. Absolutely. How about home against the Giants on Christmas Eve? No. Yeah. They might get the Giants. They might Maybe. fall off the, if the Giants fall off. Because yeah. no, the Giants dealing with a ton I of need, injuries need, right now. I need 100% yes. That's, that, that's, that's the point. <laughs> I, need, I need 100% yes. This is the exercise artist. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, too. Yeah. Right now. Pa- Packers, the Packers on the road on New Year's never, Day. Never. Never in Lambeau. You can't ever... No, there it is. I'm going no, with it's the not. I'm going with the no, ball. No, it's there. not. They have to do it at some point, right? No, we know they're no. not going to do it at Social Field. Absolutely not. <laughs> they never do. So like, I don't see that. I, I really see don't see that one happen. No, I, I don't see I, that one happen. I had to, to try to force that one out. Like, if, Aaron, is, if Aaron Rodgers is benched by then, perhaps. which he may be, which no, he, may he be might do good. it himself. I'll, no, I'll tell you why they're not going to. I'm. I've been con- ruin, their, ruin their season. I've been convinced at times that he's just throwing it for the sake of a fu towards the pa- the Packers franchise. What a vindictive human! And I'm not man. saying that's actually true. That like that's that's, so. that's just a jokey big yeah. thing. Because but, at times it looks like he's just like I don't care. Yeah, I, I really don't care. Yeah. You are you are making the final years of my career. Uh, bad, so I'm going to make your franchise bad. I'm going to make you pay for it, literally <laughs> and in the sense of losing games. Uh, he's going to show up and be like, all right. He's going to do the thing that the Bears did, uh, what he did to the Bears last year. I still own you. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you might have beat me week one. Yeah. This is my house. These are my fans and my disciples. I'm going to give him one more road to glory, yeah. walk off into the sunset, and beat the Vikings at home. Him and Christian Watson's going to also want some revenge. He's been yeah. turning up yes, recently. He has. But see, this is the problem in, in this in this conversation. The problem in this conversation is if they can't blow out any of these teams, are they really contenders? For the division, yes. That's, they're going to win the division. No, Super Bowl yes, contenders. No. No. It's so de- – There's. I don't think so. There's some good teams that they've faced, that they've beat. I mean, you – it's so it's such a stupid conversation because yeah. on one hand <laughs> you can say well they're still winning the games and that like it doesn't matter if it's by three or, or thirty by, right. like a win is a win and all but I would like a little reinsurance you know yeah I would I would like a little I would like my heart rate to not 
It's so yeah. it's so tough yeah. because um, it's it's just the two sided coin. Well, they show they can win these gritty games and they're able to find ways no matter what, and it doesn't matter the opponent and that 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 that. that. They're scraping a win against the Lions Man, against but, everyone, and that's, and, and that's the thing. Like you you want you want them to be battle tested, but not every week. No. You want them no. to kind of flex their muscles, and Kevin O'Connor had this exceptional coaching um, game on the offensive side of the ball, where they just dominate and they get turnovers on the defensive side. We've seen that from every other contender. We can the Chiefs, they have a blowout win. The Eagles, they have a blowout win. The Cowboys, they have a blowout win. The Bills, they have a blowout win. Every other contender that we can name has a blowout win. The Vikings don't. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Instead, they have a blowout loss. Exactly. Which none of those contenders so another do. Because this doesn't happen to the Chiefs. Unfortunately. This doesn't happen to the Bills. Like this, this won't happen to those teams. Yes. None of these teams will lose this bad. Even the Cowboys won't lose this bad. You no, know what I mean? So won't. it's just... Until and thankfully we got a couple days to see here because we're gonna yeah. know a whole hell of a lot here. Yeah. I, did I even give my prediction yet? We no. You, I don't think <laughs> I don't you did. Think we, went, I, we went off topic. Go go um, I don't even know where I was going with any of that. Anyway, um, the the injury bug is freaking me out a little bit with the Vikings. Um, the Brendel guy, I forget his first name. Uh, he Blake play, or Ross. Is, <laughs> Well, Ross is our coworker. Yeah, of well, I, I, that's, um, that's why I was confused. I yeah. was like, why I, I don't know. What is, there is a Blake, but there's also Blake Brendel, I believe is. Is it? Yeah. There's another. There's another Brendel in the NFL, though. And I. I, I anyway, um, he's gonna be. He's gonna be in for Christian Derisaw. Um, obviously, the Patriots. If, if, if Matthew Judon plays on that side, he will potentially expose that a ton. Um, but. I I'm I, I am going to factor in that maybe the Patriots are in for this emotional letdown after that big punt return last week. Mm-hmm. I think the Vikings are pissed. I wouldn't be surprised if like they Dallas are pissed. Dallas was last week coming off a bad loss. And sure, and they don't get a lot of time to think about it. They just I'm hoping get to go out there and uh, exude some rage against the New England Patriots. And I think I mean obviously they'll. Obviously, play better on offense. They 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 won't. They'll score more than three points, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And, and if they, they and if they don't, I'll never come on this podcast again. Um. So <laughs> don't, don't say that, man. Well, you never know. Well, you never know. You know. Uh, artist, what do you want to rename it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, right, I didn't right, come up man. with the name, by the way. That wasn't. That's, that's <laughs> Phil Mackey, ladies and gentlemen. Um. All right. So. I I think the Vikings can mildly get back here on track offensively. Because, again, it seems like most of the injury issues are on defense for this team, besides Christian Derrissaw. So I think we'll get into the 20s. How much in the 20s? I'm not really too terribly optimistic. I'll say for sure 23. Mm-hmm. Um, will the Patriots score more than us, though? That's the question. They the answer not, is no. I don't they think so. Um, we're asking for trouble again, gentlemen. We're all picking the Vikings again in this game. Yeah. Why not? Who cares? Um I will say the final score will be 23. Man, I really don't trust this Pats offense. I just really don't. 23 to 14. Okay. And that's, man, that is, a honestly, that's probably a bigger margin of victory than I should give them credit for, to be honest with you. But I'm on the record, and that, and that's that. Yeah. So. Mine there is we 11. go, boys. We were, we All might right. be eating crow again next week. No Thanksgiving leftovers for us. It might just be more crow. We'll we'll find out. Ugh. I almost don't want. Well, I'm glad it's a seven o'clock game because yeah. if if I had to watch that at like three o'clock and then eat, oh, or even the like the eleven o'clock game and then eat. Oh my yeah. god, that no, would leave such. The a- night game is the best because you can get that nap in. 
that that patented Thanksgiving after meal nap that everybody should deserve, like find your favorite spot on the couch or the recliner and just knock out for an hour. Then you wake up and then you're nice and energized, get maybe a cocktail or two in you as well, and then hopefully see the Vikings get back on track. We'll see. We will see. We will see. They better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Timberwolves basketball? Yes. Can we get into that now? On a positive note, I know, I know. All Three this negativity with the Timberwolves, with the Vikings, we now actually get to talk some good things with the Wolves finally. The Timberwolves are on a three-game winning streak. Yes. And I hit the panic four? button last week. Is it week. four? Is it? Wait, how many did I see, say just you, now? You said three. I Does thought it was, the Heat game make it four? Uh, I don't know. Let me double check. I'll I could double be check. off. Do, 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 do. Cavaliers. Cavaliers, Magic, Sixers, Heat. Yeah, yes, that's four. four. That's four. That's four. Why do I I'm know thinking about whatever. Because well, you're think, the basketball was, guy around here. Absolutely. I was thinking of the last time we recorded. Since the last time we recorded, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been I three see, games. I see, I see. Okay. Yes. But, okay, four-game win streak, even better. Even better. Um, I'm loving what I'm seeing finally on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Finally, yep. they're playing defense. They held the Magic to to 108. They held the Sixers to 109. They held the Heat, who was missing a lot of players and haven't been great this season, but they held them to 101 points. And if you can play defense like that, defense a lot of times is about energy and effort. Yes. It's about giving a damn. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's about trying. It's about... You know, switching on the pick and rolls properly. It's about, you know, if you're going under, you need somebody to step up. And you, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's it's just about those type of energy-like plays on a consistent basis that'll help you play better defense. And I think we're finally seeing that from this basketball team, and I'm loving it. That Now, they are still getting abused in the pick and roll, and that's just something that they're going to have to just deal with. But at the same time, the defense has been a lot better. Anthony mm-hmm. Edwards has been playing very good these last three games. Carl Anthony Towns has stepped up. I like what I have seen these last. Well, now I keep on saying three games. These last four games, I like what I. I like what I've seen. Even though how many points did they give up in that game against the Cow? I think that was the game where they. they One hundred twenty-four. Yeah, let Darius Garland go for like fifty or something. Yeah, like that. he went for fifty, yeah. and they didn't have Spida or Jared Allen. So yeah, it's just so like really these last three. That's why I keep focusing on these three games yes. because these last three games is the type of basketball that I have liked to see. Mm-hmm. Defense. Yes, they ha- they have to be a better defensive team in order to win games against good opponents. And these last three games, they've been great defensively. Yeah, um, even though yes, yeah, the Heat were injury ridden a little bit yesterday. I mean, the Magic and the Sixers were shorthanded too. The Magic didn't have Paolo Bancaro. I believe they also didn't have Wendell Moore as well, so they were shorthanded. Sixers obviously no James Harden. Uh, I believe no Tobias Harris in that game as well. They were missing one other guy, and I'm forgetting. Oh, it's um, uh, Maxi, the guy yeah. who's just out now. Sorry, um, no Tyler Hero, no Jimmy Butler, obviously for the That's Heat. Fair. So, but I still th- this did kind of luck out though for the Timberwolves that this kind of like injury bug happened for these teams, where it's kind of allowed them to be able to implement more of their defensive schemes a little bit more, to get some more offensive rhythms. They actually, just put together a winning streak. Because, again, artists, I mean, we've talked about just how much, how together this locker room has been with bringing all the obviously new pieces, the biggest one being Rudy Gobert in, and we're just kind of wondering how the chemistry is going. Mm -hmm. This is obviously, like, the most encouraging sign that we're actually building towards something because this is kind of how last season went when we started really slow with the 4-9 and record. Mm -hmm. And I believe we ended up getting to 10-8. and What are we, 10-9 and right now, I believe? 
or uh, I believe we're over five hundred. Are we about? No, yeah, we're, we're nine. Up, we're nine and eight yeah, right now. So, over five hundred, though. Yeah, we were over five. <laughs> we're over five hundred. So that's the big thing. Um, yeah, I don't have a ton of complaints. I mean, D'Lo still is kind the, of in a rut. He yeah. he really didn't offer much of anything against the Heat. Although mm-hmm. he kept that point differential at a minus two for the most part. That's not terrible. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I got to bring this up again because it happened again. And I, I know we didn't bring him necessarily here for the offense, but against the Heat, Rudy played 31 minutes and didn't have a single field goal attempt. Yeah. Now, I mean, and I think he, shot, he, and he only had four. He only had four free throws, only two blocks, um, only nine rebounds, too, and no assists. I, uh, it's just like I think a big part of the issue when it comes to that is. There's 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 a plus there's a plus and there's a negative to this. So Anthony Edwards, I think they finally figured out that giving the ball to Anthony Edwards in a pick and roll game has been really good. Mm-hmm. Cuz his play style is very similar to Dwayne Wade with a bit of a better jumper. And Dwayne Wade used to come off those screen and rolls like a madman. I mean, come off those screens, bend in the corners, step back mid-range, get into the rack, dunk in layups. Anthony Edwards has the same type of skill set when it comes to coming off screens and coming off the pick and roll, you know, with the ball in his hands. The problem in that, though, however, is he's looking to be aggressive every time, it seems like, off the screen and off off those screens and not giving the ball to Rudy. I think there's like a – I forget what the, the stat was. I wish I brought it with me. There was a crazy stat like he's, he's getting the ball less off of screens with the Wolves than he did with the Utah Jazz, and it was bad with the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. And so – some of that is on Ant because he's becoming more of a ball handler. And I think he's an underrated ball handler. Mm-hmm. But he's playing more so on ball than he has, I think, in the past because D'Lo has not been playing the best. And so he has the ball in his hands a lot more, and he's getting those screens that normally D'Lo will get. And while I enjoy him turning the, turning the corner and scoring, because I did say he needed to get that average up a game, so I do like that. But he also has to find that healthy balance when the – come off that screen and dump it down to Rudy. Because what that does is that keeps Rudy Gobert engaged. Mm-hmm. You know, if you notice earlier in the earlier in the year, you know, when Rudy Gobert had his big rebounding nights, he always had like 20-something odd points or whatever. Yep. You know, 15-something. Like when you keep the big man engaged on the offensive side of the ball, then he's most of the time better defensively. He hustles a lot better. He gets a lot more rebounds because he feels good about scoring. It's crazy. There's there's Simple as that sounds, right. it's the truth. You get just think about it. Even playing pickup basketball, right? You hit a three point shot. Get back, get back, get back on defense. Get back, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like you're he's ready. Not, he's to, not. He's not. Right, right. Like you're, you're feeling, you're feeling good. You're running back on defense. You're playing yeah. better because you, you're, you feel better about getting a bucket. But when you're not involved like that on the offensive side of the ball, and you're just solely focused on defending and you know getting rebounds, you don't play as great. So you got to find ways to get him a bit more involved, but. This is partially on Rudy, too, because you should score points off of offensive rebounds a lot of times by itself, too. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, if if you're not not getting shots created for you in the rhythm of the offense, then you need to go get them with offensive rebounds and putbacks, at least with that kind of stuff. And and again, if you're not going to have any field goal attempts, then I I need more. I need at least 10 rebounds for sure. I mean, sure, you got to nine, but like. Yeah, if you're if you're not going to be crashing for offensive boards, if you're not really going to be in too much of a rhythm in the offense, and again, we're winning ball games, so I'm willing to like push this aside a little bit. But it's still I need, an adjustment I, that I need needs to, to be see made. beast defensive statistics if this is going to be the case for Rudy. You know, you, you know, I mean, sure, two blocks is probably as 
I don't know what his average is. It's probably at least two per game Somewhere for sure. There, probably. Um, and he'll, he'll, he'll probably be at the end of the day one of the top five leaders in the league for blocks, if not lead the league when it's all said and done. But I, I'm, I'm willing to say this, and only really because Doogie was willing to say this actually on the scoop earlier uh, today with uh, Judd. He actually yeah. flat out called the trade a disaster so far. It has trade been. A disaster it so has far. been so far. And I don't know if I would go like that far because, again, we have a, a winning record at this point. And considering a week ago, you and I were kind of spelling a little bit more doom for this I team. Was I was hit. wondering where it was going to come, and it came this week. It came this week again against maybe some potential hobbled teams here. Um, but momentum is momentum. Yes. We, we, we will take it in this case. And let's see. We got, I mean, we got the Warriors here coming up. But you the Warriors it, haven't been playing that great this year they're, so far. And, they're, and you and know they're what? The Warriors so. suck at Target Center for some reason. Uh, yeah. They, I think, have lost a significant like streak of games at Target Center for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And that's at a weird time, too. That's like at a two, that's a 2.30 tip-off because uh, holiday weekend and stuff. But you got the Pacers. You got the Hornets. Warriors. You got the Wizards mixed in there, too. Those are all the teams that we're going to play before we talk next week. Um Artists, again, if the Warriors are susceptible here, we might be looking at maybe an eight-game winning streak. Maybe because the Hornets, the Horn- okay, the Pacers are actually out playing um, themselves right now. Everybody expected them to be, you know, going for the Victor Wembanyama kid, but they're out playing themselves right now. But Charlotte, Charlotte's not that great. I don't think DC it really is either. So, um, well, it, it, I'm just saying, actually, no, DC's in the playoffs right now. They're ten and seven. They're actually looking pretty good. But I'm just saying, there's a chance for this momentum to continue to build. Yeah, and this is like this is like the most optimistic I've been so far so far within the season with the Wolves for sure. Yeah, because at the beginning I was super optimistic, and yeah. now I'm like, eh, like before any games were played, I was very yeah. optimistic. Yeah, I want to take it a game at a time. I, I, the thing I like about sure. this show is we get a couple games, and then there's a show. Mm-hmm. Couple games, so it's like piece by piece. This season is coming together, and we get to talk about pretty much every game individually because there's like two three games in between every every show, and so. I don't want to get ahead of myself and automatically say they're going to win eight straight because they're known for also blowing games against teams that they shouldn't. And they lost earlier this year to teams that they shouldn't have lost to them. And they lost a game to Utah is surprisingly decent this year. Okay. But they lost a game to um, the Spurs. They lost two games to the Spurs, you know, they lost a game to the Knicks. And so like stuff like that happens, especially in a long 82 game season. So, I don't want to just be like, they're going to go on an eight-game win streak. What I what I want to say, though, is what we see on the defensive side of the ball just needs to continue in order for this team to really win a lot of ball games. Mm-hmm. If they can make their names off of playing solid defense, and they have the guys to do it, they have the personnel to be a better defensive team. If they can just, just make their bones off of being a better defensive team, they will win a lot of games this year. The issues that they come across is when they aren't playing good defense they aren't defending the pick and roll great. Then they're not efficient mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball, and teams are getting out in transition, just scoring, hitting open threes, getting wide open ducks, X, Y, Z. And then sure. this week, we saw a bit of that in reverse. We saw the Wolves able to get stops, get out in transition. I think in the in the, in the the Heat game, I think McLaughlin hit like three straight threes in transition off of turnovers. I'm liking that, too. I'm loving he's, that. He's still playing. Still, I like my yeah. job. I like me some jam. So, you know, but it starts on the defensive side of the ball. There is not a championship team that you could think of that did not have great defense. I hear you. Yep. So 
Yep. Just keep on playing good defense. They'll be just fine. Keep on playing. Keep on playing. All right. We probably got to move on to a little bit of hockey talk here with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, a couple games to recap. Uh, they lost 6-4 to the Penguins, but then they got a shootout. No, overtime victory against the Carolina Hurricanes as well. Um, but I think the biggest news of the week, guys, was that the Minnesota Wild have potentially lost their goaltender for a significant amount of time here. Marc-Andre Fleury. IR, right? He got yeah. put on IR. Um, um, do we know the specifics of the injury? Or is it upper body, lower body? It was an upper body. Uh, I'm well, not. I haven't seen if it's official IR or not. I know he's not on the roster right now. I think, oh, actually I think is. he's considered day to date or oh. like, technically. I thought I heard he was going on IR. But no, I think I they. Ex- I think they expected longer, but then they got better news. Okay, well that's fantastic. Um, do we have any idea of when he might be coming back here pretty soon? Or? Um, not this week. Yeah, not this week. I kind of figured um, it'll be Augustavson. It, I, I hope we don't see Zane McIntyre just for both my and Zane McIntyre's sake. Aww. But uh, but no, I mean it's uh, Jordan Greenway will be back tomorrow, which is good news. Good. That is good news. Um, we will not be seeing Ryan Hartman still for a while, mm-hmm. which stinks. And it's uh, we're on the verge of a Marco Rossi AHL stint, even though he. Man, said it's... to reporters that he believes that being at the NHL level, he'll be able to learn more, and who knows whether that's and, him. And what's your take on all this right now? Do you think he needs to get sent down? It's so tough. It's so tough. We just, uh, just as we were as we're recording, fourth overall pick in the, the most recent draft, Shane Wright, he got sent down after starting the year with the Kraken. Mm-hmm. He just tallied his first AHL goal, so good for him. Um, sometimes that's needed. I really wish that that wasn't needed for Rossi. I'm on the fence. If they do it, that's fine. If they don't, you got to at least get him in. But if you're playing Nicholas Batan over him, then you might as well just send him down and have him play. It's I I feel bad for him. In yeah, because he kind of got... you just need him. You just need more from him. You just need more from him, and, and, and that stinks. We've seen though the emergence of Sam Steele to the to the number one center position, which I I like. Um, mm-hmm. I when they signed Sam Steele in the offseason, and this is, I think, going back to maybe one of our first shows, I said this is a good signing. I'm surprised it took him this long to, to, to swap this guy up. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a guy who's mid-20s. He was a rather high selection by the Anaheim Ducks back in the day, and he brings a little bit of that, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. that suaveness, I think, to the center position that they haven't uh, – been able to really that, solidify that, since Ryan Hartman yeah. moved down. Not that Ryan Hartman necessarily is the most suave play, uh, player. He, he he does it in his own way with the physicality and the you know kind of the two way portion. But uh, Sam Steele, we we saw it in that win over the Canes. He, yeah, he uh, scores the tying goal, mm-hmm. and then in overtime he makes that beautiful saucer pass, just layered with marinara sauce Yum. over to Galagoski for the. Uh, for the, for the old team winner. So yes. um, it, it, I'm glad to see that happening. I am excited to see um, Jordan Greenway rejoin the team. Hopefully he's yes. able to stay healthy. Um, but now I'm seeing a consistent, sc- uh, not a consistent, because we haven't actually had it officially yet, but um, it's possible that Kalen Addison is totally removed from the lineup, which I hate. He's your guy. I hate. I I. I've been high on Kalen Addison since the Jason Zucker trade Mm -hmm. to acquire him. And I've been waiting for him to come up. And now the two guys that I was beaming, smiling, beaming at the beginning of the season for getting 
permanent spots on the on the big club's roster, they're on the verge of just not playing minutes whatsoever, and it's it's honestly yeah. hurting my heart. I, I don't I'm know. Sorry, what, I don't know how to really handle it. Um, um, they did lose uh, Tyson Jost to waivers to the Buffalo Sabers. Yes, that's it's fine. I we brought him up last week. We were wondering like how many more opportunities he was going to get here, and it was literally he was on his last. I think legs. it was like the next day. It literally um, was. Same with the flurry injury too. That happened literally the the next yeah. day after we recorded. All the good news happened the the day after we recorded last week with the Wild. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, with with Steele, it seems like like speaking of Jost, I mean. He's providing all the production that I think we maybe expected from Jost in that yeah. potential uh, scenario. Like, because I think everybody expected Jost to probably hold a spot more so than Steele on this on these lines, but I, he's yeah. just outplayed him. And and Jost has just been he, he just hasn't been good enough to the point where you you put him on waiver claims and stuff like that. So yeah, he's been a nice surprise. Shaw's still playing pretty good too, um, mm-hmm. but still, I mean. He's, Shaw's going to be a good yeah. fourth line um, guy. I, for for what Mason Shaw is, he's been playing. Yeah, good. yeah. Um, but again, the scoring is still kind of an issue. The power plays leveled off a little bit in oh, the last yeah. week no, or so. It's been terrible. Yeah, it, it's, it, been it, it, it's been bad this it's like, last oh, week. It's like Ofer, and yeah. it's in the 15s. After a great start, after, yeah. and we were beaming about that start, how good the power play was. Uh, the five on five scoring still just. I don't oh, know, man. It, do they miss bad. Kevin Fiala this much? Is that is it that possible? I'm I I am sick of people bringing that up. I'm sorry, on, on I never Twitter. No, no, and I'm, that, that, but I, that was just more a general statement because <laughs> they, the guys they couldn't keep him. They couldn't keep him. I know. That's just how it is. This isn't. You're not playing NHL 23 where you can go into the in the salary cap off. Yep. <laughs> you just can't do it. You can't have every single star that you want just because you like him or uh, you know he scored that one goal and you like you know. But, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They just can't. But Hold do they? But do they miss him? The answer, in a maybe sense, yes. yeah. But you yes. know, there's nothing you can do about it. No, I'd, there wasn't. You got to look past that. You have to find the scoring from. I think they have the talent, uh, among, like amongst the the roster that's assembled, to be able to score. Uh, to, to be able just be able to score at a five on five, but they're not doing it. No. Um. I I don't know why. <laughs> it it's really gotten bad when you look How, at when yeah. you look at five on five like. Expected goal percentage, the Wild are in the bottom it's bad. half. Yep. I want to say they're 15th right now. Uh, no, so they're in the top half. They're in the top half. But it's not good compared to when you look at some of these other teams. Like, you know, the, the worst team right now is the Coyotes, who are just atrocious. <laughs> um, so is their arena. Yeah, well... But they're not. They're technically, Actually, it's a nice arena, but it's no, just you don't. you don't talk about ASU's campus like that. I'm sorry. Well, it's not even it's not even the Coyotes Arena. They're they like they don't they don't right. they don't have an arena. They're borrowing no. the, the artists. Have you heard about this? I have not. The- Let me fill you in. So last year, um, for a while now, I wanted I want to say it was the Gila or Gila River Arena. Yeah. Um, down in Arizona, where the Coyotes had called home for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, out in Glendale. Right next to the Cardinal Stadium. Okay. Mm-hmm. They used to be called the Phoenix Coyotes, but then because everybody's like, you don't play in Phoenix, they changed the Arizona. Um, they just, like, stopped paying rent. <laughs> yep. And what? the owners of the building were like, yeah, so we're not going to let you play here anymore after this season. Yeah. So, and that just popped up in the middle of the season. Yeah. The middle of the season last year. And then, <laughs> Ima- yeah, imagine like just, just imagine like, Staples Center kicking out. Well, it's not Staples Center anymore. But imagine them just kicking crypto. out the lake. Yeah, crypt- oh, right, right, right. that yeah, won't crypt- be that crypto. name for too long. Yeah, imagine the Target Center just being like, yeah, wolves. Like you're not, you're not paying the bills. Actually, so hasn't happened. Actually, just like Rome, sports complexes are not built overnight. Right. 
So for the next couple of seasons, the NHL Pro Hockey Club, Phoenix, Arizona Coyotes, rather, um, they are sharing facilities with Arizona State. They're on college? The, yep. the college. Um, in granted, similar a similar thing was in place with the Vikings and Golden Gophers back in the day. Yes. Okay. Yep. But they they didn't get kicked out of the Metrodome. <laughs> the Metrodome right. collapsed, if yes. I'm not mistaken. They're, yes. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah. In glorious fashion. The Timberwolves are playing now at the barn because they didn't pay their rent. That is essentially what's happening here. Essentially. So, like, and, like, this arena that kicked them out doesn't have another tenant. We actually have the Phoenix Suns game on right now with the Lakers playing. They play in a different arena. Mm-hmm. So it's not like this building has like another team in it to be able to support itself. They're like, no, you're a big four franchise and we don't care. We're kicking your butts out. Well, and so, I mean, they're doing concerts and stuff. Yeah, sure, like, sure. They get, they got like stuff going on, but they, but they can't count on 82 games of a regular season anymore and concessions, mm. ticket sales, all that kind of stuff. It's a mess. And I feel Especially so for bad. A team because, that's bad. Yeah. And I feel terrible because my cousin, Alex, lives down in Mesa and he is, I mean, you're, uh, AJ's definitely the biggest wild fan that i know but my cousin alex is number two he loves the wild they are his favorite team and if they have to leave phoenix i'm gonna be so sad sad. i'm gonna be i'm gonna be so sad for him because it's also like my dream to go down there and like surprise him when the wild are down there and go to a game with him i'd love to do that someday Mm -hmm. maybe not in a 5,000 seat arena although it is brand new so it's it's a nice arena but it's 5,000 seats and everybody else has like at least 18,000. That's nuts. They honestly, I I think that they're probably going to get moved well, um, I'd, to I'd, Quebec or something. I don't know. Where I'm super excited to see what happens come the draft because oh, they're by far the worst team. And so they, they were like slated barring the lottery draft for Connor Bedard, who's <laughs> essentially the next Connor McDavid, which I, I feel like most people know about. Like he's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Connor yeah. Bedard is looking to be His name is Connor. Connor McDavid, unbelievable. Connor yeah, I'm expecting him. I wouldn't be shocked if he does uh, what a guy named Eric Lindros does or did back in the day when he got drafted. He mm. got drafted and is like, I'm not going. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm, did the I'm, Eli Manning? I'm not playing for you. Right? Can you imagine going from you are the hottest uh, OH or the CHL, so Canada Hockey League? They have three leagues amongst that. Uh, you are you are an attraction. You are a star. You're just because you're showing up. 20,000 Canadians are showing up to watch you play hockey for roughly 15 to 20 minutes a night. Like, that's how much you're actually in action. You're going to go from that to 82 games where 41 of those are on a American college campus in Arizona where 5,000 people max are able to see you. It's a fun campus, though. Imagine, imagine trying to grow your brand. Because we've talked about the the gross not yeah the the gross inequity of what the average nba player makes to the highest paid nhl player right you have to grow your brand nowadays you're not doing that on a college campus not happening he yeah. should just say nope nope <laughs> i'm not going would tom brady go play for the jacksonville jaguars nope nope Exactly. Yeah. He's not going. But the Coyotes <laughs> better pray that that young man has some humility and just wants to play for whichever NHL franchise will take him because if there's going to be anybody that could save the Coyotes, probably be him. Who's the who's the call or not who's the who's the quarterback that did that back in the day? Uh Eli Manning, didn't he Sorry, tell the Chargers? Eli, there, to, was, there was somebody before him though. Was it before Eli? Oh, it didn't Elway tell some Oh no, that was that was to the Yankees cuz Elway I thought wanted it was to play somebody for, I, was, I thought it was somebody for like 
just denied going to the Bills. I remember the seeing Bills. this on a 30 for 30. Mm. Um, I, I know that Eli Manning definitely told the Chargers to not screw you. And they took Philip t- Rivers remember, instead. If I'm not mistaken, this is after Eli, but I remember there were talks of Joe Burrow doing that to the Bengals. Oh. There were talks of that. And he mm. decided, I mean, he ultimately was like, no, it's not true, da, 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 and went to the Bengals and have made them a great football team. Yeah. But I could swear they were saying the same thing about him. Well, either way, it might be a good move for that young man to say, like, yeah, Arizona, like, you got nice sunshine and stuff, and you can play golf year-round, but, like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go up to Montreal or something like that. I'm good. So, oh, my gosh, what a... What a what a feast of sports talk! Yes. I'm, I'm I didn't expect to be this full before Thanksgiving, gentlemen. I appreciate all this. Um, yeah, let's just let's just hope that the Vikings actually decide to be a football team on Thursday. They that, will. That, that would be nice, right? Yes, they will. I'm bringing the optimism back. They will. Yeah. They will. Yeah. Any, I, I, yeah. Any any final words, AJ? Mm. Hey, everybody! Have to have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, Cheers. Make, Cheers. Make, if you're gonna do one like festive thing or whatever, put on the th- uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. I don't That's know a good what, one. Yeah, I know Apple has like got the rights for those. I'm so mad. Like that was the one thing that I actually watched. I I miss the the old like holiday specials Jeez. that they would make from. Like, oh yeah, like, Rudolph, like they would come like around Christmas and all of a sudden ones? it's like you know they may, and it's not going to happen now, but it's just like the you know a Shrek Thanksgiving or whatever, just yeah. <laughs> popular popular movies and shows they would just make a one off thirty minute thing that was loaded oh. with ads, oh loaded with ads, but it, you know it was fun, it was fun. They don't do that anymore, I feel like. Well, no, I don't think so. Well, to make another Marvel reference on this week's oh, show, God. there is the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special coming out on Disney Plus, and that is canonical with all the MCU, so that. Does count with it, with everything, so it is technically worth your time, and I think it's only going to be like I don't know, forty five minutes long. So I can't palatable. wait to watch it. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be fun. I don't know. It's <laughs> call <laughs> me if you have questions. I'm going to have no idea what's going on. All right, well, yeah. well I, 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 yeah, it's their second special. They did Werewolf by Night on Halloween, think, and now they're I doing think, this I one. Think, I think that's going to be. Do you, artist? Do you have Disney Plus? No, I don't. Okay. Oh, I, don't. You guys I can have come like over. everything else but yeah. Disney Plus. Oh, honestly, I need Disney you, you Plus. Might, you might have to. One of us might have to lend you login for just that oh, because we yeah. might have to do a you we we both watch that and just share our thoughts because I I haven't watched a, a Marvel thing since what 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 was the what what, what spoiler alert when did Tony Stark die Endgame yeah since that yeah um, yeah that's true Meet I haven't watched actually. anything since fair, that fair and and like I get that because so like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna know yeah. the storyline I would like to just watch share our thoughts yeah. oh my gosh I, I would love fun. to like. You know how Mackie and Judd does action? I know we got to wrap up the show eventually, but you know how they do action movie rewind on Mackie yeah. and Judd? I would love to take those guys through all 30 Marvel Cinematic Universe movies because we got 30 now with Black Panther. That's hilarious. That would be insane. That is insane. No, I'll, that's but hilarious so that you think. I, I don't even think Declan would want to do. Maybe he would. That's the yeah, point. That's hilarious that you think Judd would be, would be willing to sit through 30 that, separate yeah, right. Marvel movies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. I'd yeah. make it worth his while. Oh I'd, I'd, I'd drown him in Surly just for that if he'd ever be willing to do that with me. But That, that is my broadcasting dream with Judd Zolgad. We got to end the Before show. we get too deep into yikes. that. Holy yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to, the, to today's episode of the Taxi Squad. Make sure you go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Or on whatever platform you are listening to this on, make sure you give us a download on the Score North website. Um, But for now, we are signing off. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hopefully when we come back, we have more Wolves wins, wild wins, 
and Vikings wins. See you next time. <laughs>